For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, 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 and welcome into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Today, I got a very interesting show for you. I am going to go on kind of a recap of the 2019 season because it is now over. So I'm going to go over the world number ones. I'm going to go over the Grand Slams, um, and then also I'm going to go over the ATP awards that are going to be happening here soon, but the nominees are out. So I'm going to go through who I believe should win the ATP awards this year in each category. And then also, like I said, just kind of a recap of the 2019 season. Um, And so let's start off with the ATP awards. Um, ATP awards are something they give out at the end of each season. This 2019 ATP awards this year. And it's something that, um, are voted on by the players and a little bit of fans, but mostly the players. And they're just pretty much, they speak for themselves. So let me get into them. Um, some are broad. Some have nominees. I'm going to go over the ones with nominees. Um, the broad ones are kind of like uh, ATP Masters 1000 Tournament of the Year, Masters um, 250 Tournament of the Year, Masters 500 Tournament of the Year, Grand Slam of the Year. Um, but like I said, they're voted on by the players. So... Um, those awards that are the tournaments are more about, you know, hospitality, experience, all that stuff. Now, I have a lot of biased opinions about those because I did work at the U.S. Open. I believe that is the best one. Um, not only does it have the biggest purse, but it is great in hospitality. Um, they have great restaurants there for the players. The players get a lot of perks. Um, the facility is phenomenal. Um, the you know, New York atmosphere is great. But then once again, I'm not at the other tournaments. I don't know what it's like. So um, the traffic might have something to do with it where the players get to stay because it is in Queens. And so it is a little place. It is a little, you know, drive away in traffic from downtown Manhattan and Brooklyn and all the other places, the Hamptons. I know some stayed there, but Getting a little off topic, let's go back to the awards. Um, like I said, voted on by the players, and the first one is Comeback Player of the Year. The player who has overcome serious injury in reestablishing himself as one of the top players on the ATP Tour. There are four people in for this. It is Stan Wawrinka, Joe Wilfred Sanga, Andre Rublev, and Andy Murray. Um, I believe Andy Murray is going to win this because not only did he believe his career was over, but... He came back from it, and now he's playing singles again. He won a doubles title um, with Feliciano Lopez, and he's kind of back on the tour now. So, um, But remember last year, Australian Open, he went through the whole, this is it. There's no more me. Um, I'm not going to be playing on the tour anymore. And 
he came back and he had a pretty good year after that. He had surgery again on his hip, and now he's back. So I believe comeback player of the year is going to go to Andy Murray, not only because I did believe his comeback was pretty good, but he is a prominent figure. He was top four in the world for a long time. He's part of the big four, and now he's playing at a level where he he believes, and a lot of other people believe, that they can get that he can get back um, to that top player of the year. So I'm going to give it to Andy Murray. There's a lot of hype around him. I kind of bring it to basketball where it kind of doesn't matter who's supposed to win the award, like uh, the MVP award, like the one year, you know, Russell Westbrook won it. Well, Ro- I mean, not Roger Federer. Roger Federer's a tennis player. Um, Russell Westbrook won it. But in all in all, LeBron James is the best player on the earth every single year. That's not debatable. Um, but the MVP still goes to Russell Westbrook for his triple doubles, which are phenomenal. But is he the best player in the world? No, at that time. I believe that same thing with um, Andy Murray because the media has popped up Andy Murray so well. And because he was such a prominent figure in tennis that he will win the comeback player of the year. So that's my vote for comeback player of the year. Let's go to most improved player of the year. Now, this category is stellar this year. Um, it starts off with Felix Ogier Aliassime from Canada and then Matteo Barattini from Italy. And then it goes down to Daniil Medvedev, the Russian. And then it ends with Stefanos Tsitsipas, the ATP Finals champion from the great country of Greece. So um, the most improved player of the year, the player who has reached a significant, a significantly higher ATP ra- ranking by year's end and who demonstrated an increasingly improved level of performance through the year. Now, this is where this gets a little fishy because at the beginning of the year, Felix Auger Aliassime was most improved player of the year. He hit the scene hard. He played phenomenal. He was 19, 20 years old and He's had a great year, but towards the end of this year, he hasn't played as well as he did at the beginning. At the beginning, he kind of came on the scene. He was the guy to watch, and now he's kind of falling back a little bit. But then you look at guys like Matteo Barrettini, where um, Barrettini had an okay beginning of the year, had an unbelievable U.S. Open, made it to the quarters. No, made it to the semis, played Rafael Nadal, got wiped by Rafael Nadal, which rightfully so, is a world number one at the end of the year. He won the U.S. Open, won the French. Great year by Rafael Nadal. I'll get to that in a little bit. But Berrettini does deserve this award if you're looking just at, like, the U.S. Open. But it really sucks for guys like Berrettini because the next two guys below him had an outstanding year and came from places where maybe they, you know, they are the most improved. I mean, the top two, Felix and Mateo, yeah, they could be the you know, most improved player of the year. And on most years, they could be. But the two guys in the bottom of this have had some of the best years, the best year that people have seen in a long time. Let's go to Daniil Medvedev, the best hardcourt season anybody's seen in a long time. This guy, July hit this year, and this dude flipped a switch for the last six months. Boom, he's there. Daniil Medvedev made six straight finals. He goes on and he wins Shanghai. He goes on and he wins Cincinnati. He wins St. Petersburg. I mean, this guy had the best second half of the year that a lot of people have seen in a long time. Yeah, Matteo Berrettini's had a good second half of the year, but no one's had a second half of the year like Daniil Medvedev. Like I said, he he makes the finals in the U.S. Open. He makes the finals in D.C. He makes the finals in Toronto. He makes the finals in Cincinnati. He makes the finals in Shanghai. He makes the finals in... um, St. Petersburg, he wins three of those. 
I mean, this guy played unbelievable on hardcourt this year. There's no question about it. He was the best hardcourt player this year. Overall, not each tournament, but overall, he wins the hardcourt season by far. And I'm going to get to another stat later on in the in the episode today where I'm going to talk about how good of a year Daniil Medvedev have had. He is, in my eyes, the most improved player of the year. But... Let's look at the last one, Stefano Tsitsipas. Stefano Tsitsipas also has a great year, breaks the top eight, just like Daniil Medvedev does. And now you're looking at Stefano Tsitsipas, where last year he wins the next-gen ATP Finals, right? Great year, good job, um, a big accomplishment for a young guy. Goes one year later, wins the ATP Finals. He beats guys in the finals like Dominic Team, And then you look at his bracket when he was in the Andre Agassi bracket. He beats guys like Alexander Sparov. He beats Daniil Medvedev, who I just mentioned. And then, obviously, he has to lose a match. So, who's he losing to? Rafael Nadal. Not a bad match to lose. Not a bad player Rafael Nadal is. But, Stefano Tsitsipas has an unbelievable year. He has, a, you know, in my eyes, the second best year um, of this group. I mean, Daniil Medvedev wins this category by far for me. Um, Daniil Med- Medvedev comes in and wipes this year. I know I have a kind of a biased opinion when I look at the U.S. Open, but Daniil Medvedev makes after makes the finals of the U.S. Open after so much that happened during the U.S. Open and Daniil Medvedev. He has a, gets in the fights with the fans, isn't acting like he should. People get upset at him. No one wants him to be there. Could easily lose and get out. No, Daniil Medvedev makes the finals. And then you look at guys like Stefano Tsitsipas. What does Tsitsipas do in the U.S. Open? Loses first round in Louis Armstrong Stadium to Andre Rublev. So that's something that I believe puts Medvedev above Tsitsipas. And there's a lot more making the finals. Just a more consistent year from Daniil Medvedev. I think he had just a better year. Um, and then we're going to go on to the newcomer of the year. There's a lot in this. I'm not going to name them all. But newcomer of the year, um, the hashtag next-gen ATP... ATP player who entered the top 100 for the first time in 2019 and made the biggest impact in the ATP tour this season. Um, it's got guys like Casper Ruud, Mikhail Yimer, um, and then it's got guys like Felix Ogier Aliasim. That is uh, number one, two. That is the second one that uh, FAA is in. Um, and once again, I don't believe he's going to win this one either. And then it's. Uh, Maute, um, Popperin, and then it's got a guy in there by the name of Yannick Sinner. If you've listened to my podcast at all over the last six podcasts, I don't know how many, but probably six podcasts, you know I'm a huge fan of Yannick Sinner. And in my eyes, he has had um, the best 2019 out of this group. Um, there's some names in here I haven't even seen, which is kind of a big red flag, and you probably haven't made that big of an impact. Yannick Sinner in my eyes, is the newcomer of the year. He has caught the ATP by storm. He wins the next-gen finals. He you know, plays well against Dan Wawrinka in the U.S. Open. He makes it far in the other tournaments. He wins a couple challengers. Um, but Yannick Sinner, I think, is the newcomer of the year. He's really caught um, the tour by storm. Um, FAA, yeah, like I said at the beginning of the year, maybe, but not towards the end of the year. I don't believe he, he wins this award. Yannick Sinner. Um, in my eyes, wins the newcomer of the year because he is the best player out of that group right now. Um, like I said, if you want to look more into the awards, you can go to atptour.com and you can find them there. But the Yannick Sinner wins the newcomer of the year 
by far. Um, I want to look into um, the Stefan Edberg Sportsmanship Award. Um, this is the next award, and it says, The player who, throughout the year, conducted himself at the highest level of professionalism and integrity, who competes or who competed, rather, with his fellow players with the utmost spirit of fairness and who promoted the game through his off-court activities. Um, look who's up for this one. It's Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, Diego Schwartzman, and Dominic Team. In my eyes, with all due respect to Diego Schwartzman and Dominic Team, they don't stand a chance in this category. It's always going to be Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. These two are the two best ambassadors for tennis that maybe the game's almost ever seen. Not only are they the best in the world and have consistently been the best over the world over the last 10 to 15 years, they are by far the best sportsmanship on, off the court, the best ambassadors for the game. They travel the world just for the game. Rafael Nadal has his own academy. Um, Roger Federer goes to um, Latin, Latin America slash South America for seven days just to play five exhibition matches because he doesn't make it down to South America and he wants his fans to see him. I mean, the ambassador for the game, you can't pick a better one than Roger Federer. In my eyes, he still wins this award, even though he didn't have the best year. But this isn't about having the best year. This isn't the world number one award. This is the sportsmanship award. And Roger Federer is well-deserved of this award. He is the best ambassador for the game. People who don't like Roger Federer don't want him to win, still can't hate the man. And you can say the same about Rafael Nadal. I'm not a huge Nadal fan, but still, I can't hate the man. He is phenomenal for the game. He's an unbelievable tennis player. The way he plays the game is admirable. But Roger Federer, I believe, gets sportsmanship of the uh, Sportsmanship Award of the Year for uh, 2019 and the ATP Awards because, frankly, he's the best player and he's the best sportsman. Um, like I said, the rest of the awards are um, Coach of the Year, nominated by the fellow coaches. I don't know much about the coaches, but I think Patrick Martoglu is going to win this one. He's the he's the trainer slash coach of uh, Serena Williams, who had a really good year this year, and then he also coaches people like uh, um, Stefano Sitsipas, who had a like you know, like I've said, a great year. So I think Patrick Martoglu is going to win this one. Um, don't quote me on that, but you know, coaches really don't get a lot of a lot of people or a lot of fans. So, um, but he does. He has his own sponsorships and everything. So good for him. Um, voted on by the fans is the fan favorite singles and doubles. Not really sure who's going to win that one. Don't it matters, but it doesn't. It's probably Rafael Nadal or um, uh, Roger Federer. Um, and then the rankings, the rankings, number world number one, Roger Federer, and then the Colombians are world number one on the double side, um, Cabal and Ferra. Um, and then the Humanitarian Award, not sure who's going to win that one. And then the Media Excellence Award, the journalist who has made significant contributions to the game of tennis. Um, I don't think I'm going to win that one. I very well could. I'm not going to. I very well couldn't. I'm, I'm not even in the conversation. But... Um, I don't know. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of good journalists for the game. Um, you got the Mac and Rose. You got the ESPN crew. But you also have the people who, you know, are on court doing the on court interviews, the announcers, the MCs that also work as journalists. So um, that would be interesting. I will keep you updated on these awards whenever they do come out. Um, I'm not really sure when they're going to come out. Um, I believe within the next week or two, sometime um, this time in December. They'll be out, but I'll don't worry. I'll have my eyes on these ones, and we will move on with those. Um, just kind of a couple of things I want to wrap up with. Um, I want to talk about the. I just want to recap the winners of this year's 
um, Grand Slams. The first one is the Australian Open, Naomi Osaka. One on, I just want to remind you, Naomi Osaka won on the women's side. And then, obviously, Novak Djokovic had the great year, and he started the 2019 year off with a win. Then we go to the French Open, and Ash Barty, who um, won the ATP uh, WTA sorry, finals, Ash Barty did. She won the French Open this year. Rafael Nadal obviously wins the French Open again this year. Um, no one can stop that man on clay. Wimbledon was Simona Halep, and then Novak Djokovic wins in that thrilling five-set match that used the new rules at Wimbledon, um, and he beats Roger Federer in that one. And then the U.S. Open, the latest one, is Rafael Nadal and Bianca Andreescu, who had the great match with Selena Gomez. So those are the winners this year. Um, Rafael Nadal gets two, Djokovic gets two, Roger Federer gets none, but Mark my words, this next year, we will have a younger player than 30 win a Grand Slam. In 2020, it won't. there will be a time where the big three don't win a Grand Slam. There's a lot of good players out there, and Dominic Team had a great clay court season, and that, that guy is dangerous on clay, so look for him to make another run at the French Open. And then some of the bigger hitters on you know Wimbledon, U.S. Open, Ozzy. Um, let's move on to... Oh, the win leaders of the year. I just want to touch on this quick. That is the winningest leader of the year. I don't even know if I said that right or if that's how you say it, was Daniil Medvedev. Daniil Medvedev, like I said, had a great hardcourt season, but he had the best year as far as win leaders. His record this year, wins to losses, 59 wins to 21 losses. The closest one to him, Rafael Nadal with 58 wins and 7 losses. Djokovic had 57 wins and 11 losses. Stefano Tsitsipas, 54 wins and 25 losses. Roger Federer, 53 wins, 10 losses. And team, Dominic team, with 49 wins and 19 losses. But Daniil Medvedev has one more win than Rafael Nadal and one more win than Djokovic and has also played way more matches than them. Probably played about the same matches as Stefano Tsitsipas, but won five more matches than Tsitsipas. And the win leader this year is Daniil Medvedev. Another reason why I believe he is the most improved player of the year. Um, let's move on. Uh, just a couple things I want to touch on before I'm done with this podcast. Um, Roger Federer got his face on a Swiss coin. I saw somewhere that he is the first living person to get his face on a on a Swiss coin. Um, it has... It's a big deal. It has currency. Um, Roger Federer has his face as him hitting a backhand on a Swiss coin. Kind of creepy because he's still alive, I think. But, you know, props to Roger Federer. He's done more for that country than probably anybody ever has. Um, he is a staple for that country. And while we're speaking about Roger Federer, he is just signed with the um, with the running brand on. And so he will be with that company. Um, it's a shoe brand. He won't wear them on court, but he will wear them off the court. Um, and... It's, I heard it's a really good company. Never owned anything like that, but I've heard it's a pretty good company. Um, and then last thing here, Gems Life. They were at a um, the the Grand Prix in uh, Yacht Marina, the F1 Grand Prix, and he said they said what an experience. Um, they thank F1 for it. As far as I know, they're together, um, probably training together, living together. And uh, Yael Monfils put something on Instagram the other day. That is, if you guys haven't noticed, I like Instagram. Um, put something on Instagram that said a caption of him walking seriously through a parking lot that says, walking into the 2020 season like. And then in quotes, he says, you know you're on the right track when you become uninterested in looking back. And then uh, hashtag Atno 
and then hashtag black excellence and hashtag top 10. He does crack the top 10 at the end of 2019, and I think really good things are to come. Um, him dating Alina Svitolina, I think, is one of the best things for his career at this point. I know I'm in no place to talk about it, but I believe he has played better this year than he has any any year of his career. So look for him to do something well in the new season. Um, like I said, if you want to, I said in this previous episodes, if you want me to talk about something or there's something on your mind that you wish to talk about, you can at me at Jacob Sersosimo, C-E-R-S-O-S-I-M-O, both on Twitter and Instagram, DM me, message me, comment on one of my, um, comment on one of my posts about this podcast. Um, and if you want to sponsor this episode or this show, you can go to at believe.com. That is B-L-E-A-V. Dot com or you can tweet or message them on Instagram at Believe Podcast. Like I said, B L E A V. Um, this is an exciting time for uh, this is an ex- very exciting time for the ATP Tour. Um, there's not a whole lot of going on, and so it's going to be more focused on um, end of the year results, vacation spots, what the players are up to. A lot of players on vacation right now. So just keep an eye out, keep an ear out. Um, there should be some good things coming on this podcast. I'm going to try to get some guests. Um, I think I have one lined up for next week, uh, the one that was supposed to be last week, the one that was supposed to be this week, but you know, complications with work, we're in different time zones, um, and this one's a really special one, so I want to get it at some point, and this person's got some really good stuff to say, so stay tuned for that, and with that, I will let you go, I will see you next week, and take care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.